Then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. I'm Phil. And I'm Kyle. And we are the Unsociablists. And uh, for those of you playing along at home, we do an episode every two weeks, and that usually leads to two episodes a month. But this month, we had a third episode to think about, and we decided to do something a little different. Yeah, we do, obviously, a lot of sketches with some recurring characters. You know, we have the mayor of Balaclavaville and his uh, cohort of dumbfounded reporters. Uh, we have Zorzan and Aglab to... Aliens traipsing across the universe to see what the worlds that they find are like. And then, of course, we have the recurring bit of capital F. And uh, that's one of Kyle and I's personal favorites. And we decided, why the heck not? Let's go ahead and make the pilot episode in its full length. So this week, we've got that for you. And then after uh, after it's done, we'll go ahead and give you a little news, news blast like we usually do. But yeah, uh, hope you enjoy the inaugural pilot episode of capital F. Everybody tune your dials over to MSN, ABC, CNN, and uh, get ready oh, to no, watch it's on, some. I don't know if you noticed. In, it, MSN, MSN, ABC, CNN is in the capital F universe. In the unsociablest universe, the network you'd watch the capital F on is Dimelodian. Oh, that's correct. Which is the same channel that Zorzan and Aglob is on. All right. So I actually everyone... have a lore for this shit, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> everyone turn your dials to Dimelodian. Pardon me, to watch the first pilot episode of Capital F. Our weather roundup for the day. The four hurricanes and three tropical storms which have hit the country in the last two weeks have lowered the temperature across states to as low as 76 degrees in several northern states, showing quite clearly that we still have plenty of time to worry about climate change having any major impact. Back to you, Brian. Thanks, Miss Young Hot Person, whose name I don't know. Before we end this broadcast, I'd like to just once again remind our viewers to go out and vote today. This is the most important election in our nation's history, and it's every American's responsibility to have their voices heard. It is this network's opinion that we need to ensure Democrat Liz Cheney beats the Republican candidate David Duke. Before you head to your polling place, make sure you have your voter registration and your $200 voting fee or waiver for those who have owned a small business in an underprivileged economic zone for at least seven and a half years with two years of profitability. Let's all do our civic duty. Signing off for MSN, ABC, CNN, this is the android designed to look and sound like a young Brian Williams. I can't believe how close this election is. Don't these right-wing people understand their bigotry is archaic? I mean, maybe if Duke was a big, smart businessman like Trump was, it'd be different. <laughs> of course you're right, dear. I think that us voting for a center-left compromise in the primary will help lots of Republicans come along this election. You're absolutely right. Thank goodness we didn't end up with that Buttigieg and his crazy socialist agenda. <laughs> How short-sighted are you guys? Weren't you voting back when Bernie Sanders was the left wing of the Democrats? The two-party system has been changing the definition of center to be further right every election cycle. Liz Cheney was literally a Republican less than a decade ago. 
Now, Robbie, don't you sass us. I know you just hit your teen years, but you don't have any right to get hormones in a tizzy unless you get a job and start paying rent. <laughs> anyway, the way you make fun of the Democrats, it's basically like you're saying you support David Duke. What? No. No, I think Duke is the scum of the earth. I just think Cheney is also a far-right, corporate-controlled candidate who will end up empowering people like David Duke and still won't do anything but further dismantle the well-being of this country for everyone except billionaires. Well, then it sounds like it's a good thing you can't vote. You'd probably just go vote for the Brown Party candidate, that crazy Winona LaDuke lady. Literally just as bad as voting for that awful man. She even has Duke in her name. Don't you guys see how messed up it is that the Green Party had to change its name to Brown because there wasn't enough greenery left in the world for it to be noteworthy? LaDuke has literally been talking about how bad things are getting for decades, and everything she said is right. We've literally had our oceans catch on fire three times this year alone. Hey now, the B-Pexon Shell Mobile Company has assured us that those ocean fires are completely natural and based on the coral reefs or something. I'm sure the scientists know what's really going on. That's why they're scientists. Now go get ready for school, Robbie. Yeah, Fartface. Maybe if you didn't waste time worrying about politics, you'd be ready like me. There's my little girl. How are you today, Anna? I'm good, Daddy. I hope we have our first woman president after today. Liz Cheney is a total girl boss. Oh, it's so nice to see you falling in line with our political ideals. Someone's getting chocolate chip smiley faces in her pancakes. We can pay for them with the $50 relief check that Cheney promised to get us for this latest lockdown over COVID-28. Anyway, after you guys get on the bus, your mother and I will need to hurry to the polls so we can vote before we go to work. It's really dumb that election day still isn't a holiday. Less complaining, more brushing your teeth, mister. Anyway, Anna, here's your $30 for lunch. Thanks, Dad. Now I could get a sandwich, fries, a drink, and a piece of fruit. All right, I'm ready. Could I get some lunch money? Of course. Here you go, Robbie. Five dollars. <laughs> this will barely cover a cup of nutrient water. That stuff is gross city. <laughs> Sorry, son, but that's just how socialism works. Maybe you'll show some respect to capitalism when you're hungry later today. How can you still have no idea of what socialism is when I've explained it to you so many times? Uh, wh well, it's, it's not worth it now. The bus will be here any minute. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. Have a wonderful day, kids. Learn all the stuff your teachers want you to regurgitate verbatim. Robbie, no asking questions in history class. I don't want to hear you've gotten sent to the principal's office again. <laughs> all right, honey, let's get going. Those votes aren't going to cast themselves. Well, except all the ones sent in from Russia. <laughs> Oh.
nearly over. And parents, you know what that means. It's time to get those kids who are driving you up a wall back off to school. Where are you going to get the best prices on all your back-to-school necessities? Right here at Walmart. Whether it's art supplies or calculators, lunchbox snacks, or tactical riot gear for that next school shooter, Walmart has everything to make sure that annoying garbage kid of yours has everything they need to leave you the hell alone for a few glorious hours every day. Don't forget to grab our new double sugar top tarts for a healthy breakfast to send them on their way. Walmart, putting the value in a valuable future workforce. Also valuing education. It's Bob Flob for Bob Flob's Auto Dealer and Loan Shark. We got all the hottest deals on all the cars from the last three years. All the blue book value. Not just that. You come down here and we'll send you on your way with a car, even if you can't afford a down payment. We guarantee you a vehicle, even with bad credit, no credit, whatever. Just choose the car you want and drive off the lot. We'll make sure you're cruising happily. What's that? Can't afford the monthly payments? Not to worry. Your Bob Flops who just pop down to your place, break your knees, threaten your loved ones, and take the car back. Bob Flops Auto Dealer and Loan Shark. No one drives up debt like Flop. Have you or someone you know been suffering from stomach aches? Well, you don't have to suffer anymore. Introducing StomX. The newest over-the-counter upset stomach pill. Just one dose and you'll finally be able to get through your day without feeling queasy. Try Stomex today. Do not take stomachs if pregnant, nursing, or being female. Side effects may include migraines, diarrhea, loss of hearing, loss of vision, memory loss, vomiting, blood, and stomach aches. Memory loss may be permanent. If problems worsen, see a doctor immediately. Stomachs and Lyser Pharmaceuticals are not liable for severe stomach trauma, horrible injuries, or odd growths that may occur using stomachs. It's probably your fault anyway for being worthlessly about. Call your physician about whether Stomex is right for you. was supposed to help thin out voting lines, but they seem longer than ever. Oh, you're right. I don't think I've ever seen voter turnout like this. It sounds crazy, but is there any chance Biden's new Voter Fairness Act is the reason for some kind of crazy backlash? I don't think people would be upset about that. It has fair right in the name. Free water. Free water to anyone who needs it. Oh, I could use a a water... No, ma'am. It's not for upstanding white heteronormative folks like you. Free water! Free water! Yeah, bruh, you rock. I'll take some water. Here you go, and gotcha! I'm an undercover cop, and by taking this water while in the voting line, you've committed a Class D felony. You're coming with me, you dirty, drug-abusing hippie. What? I, I didn't know, man. You, you, you didn't have a water bag. So, someone filmed this. You can't just, like, whoa. He's taking me away. I'm falling away. Ah. Huh. Well, of course, he was a lawbreaker. Leave it to potheads to try to destroy America. <laughs> well, it sure was nice of that undercover cop to make sure I didn't take a water bottle. Now, this is exactly why we back the blue. 
Settle down, class. Yes, yes, settle down. Timmy, put that away. Sandra, I can see you snacking. Food is only to be eaten in the designated child feeding zones. If I catch you again, you're going to go in the calming box. All right, all right. Thank you, everyone. Now, in honor of Election Day, we'll be covering past presidents. Everyone knows that we recently had a new phenomenon in American history. After Trump got a second term split up by Biden, Biden won the next election against Josh Hawley four years ago, leading to back-to-back -back split terms. Now, does anyone else know the other split-term president? Oh, Grover Cleveland! Ah, correct! Good job, Timmy! You get a minute with the air bubble. Well, this is so stupid. Those air bubbles are going to be necessary for survival in a year or so. And we're treating breathing, well, as a commodity. All to incentivize regurgitating pointless trivia, rather than analyzing the abhorrent things most of these old white dudes did. I don't know why you feel like you need to cause trouble in my class, Mr. Balt. Also, we shouldn't forget the best president in our country's history was a young black man. I don't know how you could leave Obama out when there's a giant poster of him hanging on the wall. I mean, it says hope, Robbie. How could he be bad? He wasn't our best president. He was one of the most prolific war criminals in history and did nothing more than provide meaningless platitudes and create a healthcare system that actually gave insurance companies even more money and loopholes. The only reason he gets so much praise is because he's the token minority that allows Democrat voters to feel good about themselves for solving racism in America without actually paying attention to any of the actual atrocities that their party has committed just as readily as Republican presidents. Hell, if anything, one of the least terrible presidents, Lincoln, was a Republican, and even he had his share of shady shit. <gasps> Honestly, Robbie, I don't have time for your antics today. You march straight to the principal's office and give him this note. When he sees that you swore, and worse, that you were trying to educate your classmates with something that isn't the official narrative, you're sure to get a week of detention. Maybe making some license plates will teach you some manners. Today's science lesson is about the climate. As you know, the previous science teacher was let go for trying to tell you all that fossil fuels were on the verge of obliterating our planet. The truth of the matter is, almost all scientists agree that we have almost a year of breathable air left, and by the time we're out, the new air bubble technology should be easily available to the middle and upper class families. Miss Templey, what about poor people? Not that I care, but my brother has me thinking about questions like that lately, and I figured I'd ask. Ah, uh, I remember when Robbie was in my class. He sure can be a handful. Anyway, to answer your question, the slums and inner cities will almost certainly have something technically breathable pumped in, which will just be one more way that the poor of this country exploit the system. Oh, like how we give them gruel vouchers if they can't afford to eat after working 40 hours. Like, they should just get second jobs. What about you, though? Robbie said the teachers are almost always underpaid. Oh, well, a few years ago I might have been in trouble, but... Thanks to the recent re-education bill, teachers who are sure to disseminate certain messages in their classes get an extra stipend for making sure that the next generation understands the finer intricacies of the capitalist policy and its effects on our great nation. I didn't understand, like, 
half of those words. <laughs> but you sounded smart, so I'll trust you completely. <laughs> I made it to work on time. Those voting lines were massive. And we all know that it's company policy to give you half pay for the whole shift if you're even a minute late. Oh yeah, I was gonna go out and vote for Cheney, but I didn't have time. Hopefully I can get to it after work. Well, you better. Every vote is incredibly important, even if our state has gone Democrat every election for the last 20 years. Oh, I got a call connected, sorry. Hello, who is this? Oh, good morning, sir. This is Marie with the Pepsi and Gamble Survey Division, calling for Harold Jones. May I please speak with him? Yeah, that's me. But I ain't interested in no damn survey. <laughs> well, Pepsi and Gamble conglomerate owns your phone plan, so if you decline, you'll be unable to make any calls, including emergency calls, for the next 48 hours. That's fucking bullshit. Fine, ask your question. Wonderful. <laughs> Well, first off, have you used any Pepsi and Gamble products other than your phone over the last two weeks? That might be any of their sodas, any Frito-Lay snacks, and most brands of toilet papers and soaps, among a multitude of other things. Um, no, nope. I, I buy generic brands. I can't afford all that fancy, expensive stuff. Oh, oh dear. Well, have you eaten any fast food in the last two weeks? No, uh, me and my wife, we just eat at home. Okay, well, according to your phone's tracking information history, you did go to a KFC three days ago. For someone named Harold, it sure sounds like you're a lion, Ryan. Uh, fine. Uh, I got some dang fried chicken and mashed potatoes, but they were fine, I guess. Oh, well, we appreciate you sharing that. However, since you did lie to me, we're going to have to go ahead and put your phone on a 24-hour hold. You have a great day, Mr. Jones. Wait, wait, you can't do this. No. <laughs> Some people are just rude for no reason. <laughs> so, Jerry, did you get out and vote today? Yeah, I was so sick of the options, I finally decided to break my blue no matter who habits. It's a long shot, but I think LeDuc can do some real good. <gasps> Jerry, how could you? Don't you know voting third party is literally more harmful than voting Republican? Come on, Steve. I know you're the kind of guy who always accepts the news at face value, but even you have to know that doesn't make a lick of sense. Well, sure it does. Since you're not a villainous Republican, it's your duty to vote for the Democrat. By voting third party, you're costing the Democrat a vote that they're rightfully owed, and you're increasing the ratio of Republican to Democrat votes. I mean, it's basically taking two votes away from the Democrat. Katie Kirkbot told me so. You know, I really don't have the energy to debate this with you, Steve. Anyway, did you get the memo? Apparently the boss failed the management position that opened up with his brother's wife. She's literally never even worked in this industry and knows nothing about it. But now we answer to her. Oh, well, as far as I'm concerned, that's a good thing. We need more female nepotism hirings. This country's truly come so far. I mean, I think nepotism is never a good thing, but sure, whatever. I, I just really hate that I was putting in 60-hour work weeks to try and get in good, and I've got nothing to show for it. Well, Jerry, this country's a meritocracy, so 
naturally, if you didn't get the job, you clearly didn't work hard enough. <laughs> then again, a third-party voter like yourself, it's no wonder you're lazy. You know, Steve, sometimes I think you don't listen to yourself or the other person in a conversation. Anyway, my car is busted, so I'll be taking the subway for the next week or so. Oh, yes, yeah, so I'd be happy to do Subway for lunch. If you're going anyways, uh, go ahead and pick me up an Italian combo on white bread with extra mayonnaise. <laughs> I can't believe I got two weeks of detention for calling out the evil committed by this country's leaders. Mom and Dad are going to give you hell when they find out. It's going to be hilarious. You should be more like me, bro. If you just tell the teachers they're always right and blindly accept anything that any authority figure tells you, life is super easy. Are you even listening to yourself, Anne? I know history class is a sham meant to propagandize the youth in our country and produce ideologically incurious drones, but surely you've at least caught on that accepting the will and interpretations of the elite has only ever helped them and led to a disgusting abuse of the lower and essentially non-existent middle classes. You know, Robbie, talking like that is why you can't make friends. You need to stop being so aggro. I mean, you're a teen and you're sitting on the bus with your little sister. That's really lame. When I'm your age, I'm going to be so popular because I love America. All right, this is one of the two stops the school will pay me to make. Anyone whose house is closer to here, get on off. This is just one more way that capitalism is hurting our everyday lives. Schools are losing funding all over the place. You need to change that attitude, Robbie. Just look at it this way. We're getting more exercise. I definitely want to stay fit, because I think I'm going to join the army when I'm old enough. Yay! The military? Gross city! <laughs> The holiday season is right around the corner, and you need to start getting ready as soon as possible. We've got you covered. Nobody understands the Christmas spirit quite like Walmart. That's why we've started stocking all your holiday needs months in advance. Make sure you buy all the things you need to make this Christmas special. Whether it's the family dinner, the tree and decorations, or the innumerable presents required to make the holiday merry, we've got it here. Walmart. If you don't buy enough things, your friends and family won't love you. Coming this fall, it's the most action-packed action movie that ever actioned. Everything's gonna explode in two minutes! The sequel to the movie nobody remembers a shred of the plot from. These terrorists are back again! We have to take them out a second time! And this time, it's personal. I have no personal attachment to you, but I really don't like you after last time. In a film the critics are calling a movie, technically content, and an excuse to put lots of explosions and war propaganda on screen. No! Din Vesel returns in The Gun Guy 2. 
this time with two guns. Too lazy or broke to get real food for you and your family? Come on down to Burger Prince, where we'll overcharge for stuff we're technically allowed to call meat. Now is the perfect time to try our new America Burger. A triple bun holds together in six quarter pound patties, a half pound of bacon, two fried eggs, and an entire pack of American singles. Also a negligible amount of lettuce, pickle, onions, and tomato. And all of it's injected with loads of ketchup, mustard, mayo, and secret sauce. Then drenched in barbecue sauce and deep fried. Go ahead and top that off with our new nothing flavored shake to truly make your dining experience as authentically American as possible. Burger Prince, have it our CEO's way. Dad, we're home. Oh, I'm glad you made it home safe from the bus stop. How was school today? Great. I learned about freedom indexes in science class. Did you know that on a freedom chart, we're scientifically proven to be the most free country? Hooray! Well, that's great. Uh, Robbie, aren't you going to jump in here? <laughs> Why bother? If I point out how ludicrous that is, you'll just tell me it's science, which means it's fact. I'll save my breath. Anyway, I'm actually excited for the election. Did you see the voter lines? I didn't realize that many people had a spare 200 bucks. Oh, the news actually said a lot of people are pulling out their life savings just for the opportunity. How's that for freedom, eh, Robbie? That's the op... You know what? Never mind. If people are that desperate, maybe it means they're sick of the status quo... I'm crossing my fingers for a third-party upset. Now, don't be silly, Robbie. We just need to hope that evil Duke man doesn't get anywhere near the White House. Sure, he's polling at less than 20%, but you can never be too careful. I'm looking forward to having a girl boss like Cheney to look up to as the first woman president. LaDuke would be a first woman president, too, and she's actually stood up for women's rights. Now, Anna, don't use her as a role model. I heard on the news that she grows hemp, and that means she's a pothead, and that means she's probably a heroin junkie dealer. Seriously, Dad, how is it that you absorb such selective bits of the news and draw the most absurd conclusions possible? You'd think at least once you'd listen to the whole story instead of cherry-picking facts and just running with it. Don't be silly, Robbie. Cherries aren't in season. <laughs> Still, if you start behaving in school, we can go cherry-picking next summer. <laughs> With the votes still pouring in, it's going to be too close to call tonight, folks. We're not going to show the current vote totals, as they don't favor the journalistic perspective of this fine news network. The polls are closed. But if you're already in line and have paid your voting fee, you will still get a chance to vote. Also, if you aren't in line yet, but you tell the polling volunteers that you're voting all Democrat on the ticket, they'll let you get in there late. Because Duke is that much of a threat to democracy. Uh, 
well, now I'm going to have a hard time sleeping. Honey, be a dear and put some Xanax and Ambien in my decaf coffee for me. Don't you see the hypocrisy of fear-mongering about hemp and weed and then taking some of the most heavily chemical drugs available? Those are way worse for your liver and actually addictive. Also, decaf coffee? Gross city! <laughs> Three days later. Good morning, America. We know we've been filling the airwaves with pointless pundit chatter for the last few days as we figured out the specifics of this nail-biter of an election. Now you can finally stop holding your breath. The results are official. The votes came down as follows. The long-dead corpse of John McAfee on the Libertarian ticket got four votes. Turns out the Libertarians, when asked to give their money to a government function that isn't excessive policing, aren't too involved. David Duke on the Republican ticket got 38,283,491 votes, a low point in Republican turnout in recent history. Liz Cheney on the Democrat ticket got 91,517,866 votes, which would be a new record for votes cast for a candidate, except that Winona LaDuke on the Brown ticket got 102,289,402 votes. I don't believe it. This, this could be a new chapter in world history. Now, before you crazy lefties go getting all excited, notice that LeDuc didn't get over the 50% margin in terms of total or electoral votes. As such, over the last few days, Congress has been deliberating how best to resolve the situation. I don't like this one bit. Your people better not have made a mess, son. After an extensive negotiation, the Senate decided that all the Brown Party votes should go to one of the real American parties. Democrats claimed that in terms of being not totally openly racist, LeDuc was closer to Cheney. However, Republicans brought up the scientifically proven horseshoe theory, stating that the far left would prefer a candidate as far right as possible. They also brought forth the evidence that the name Duke is in La Duke. The Democrats didn't like it, but agreed to the Republicans' terms. Senator Elizabeth Warren was quoted as saying, This is a travesty of democratic processes and my plan to give people 10% off voting vouchers with a convoluted tax credit would have fixed it. But we don't want to hurt the Republicans' feelings, or they'll never work with us going forward. As such, David Duke is officially your 49th president. I knew it! I knew you damn leftists would ruin the country! Uh, honey, calm down! Are you happy now, Robbie? Look what you did to your father. Why, he's apoplectic. That's just the come down from all the zannies he's been taking. Seriously, you're, you're blaming me and the left? We literally won the election, and the fucked up system we live in decided that still wasn't good enough. If anything, this whole fiasco should be all the proof you need that this country will never allow the people to have a system designed with them in mind. I don't want to hear it, Robbie. You're grounded for a month. What? What? 
I'm not even old enough to vote. I couldn't participate in this system, even if it did work. How can you just... You heard me, mister. Off to your room. Now. <laughs> You're in trouble. Seriously, though, Dad, what are we going to do now that the president is a massively unpopular, severely bigoted fossil of a white man? Huh. You know, honey, when you put it that way, I think this country is still right on track. <laughs> Coming up next on Dimelodeon, an all-new Zorzan and Aglob. This week, those zany aliens find themselves crash-landed on a planet where every entity around them exists for the sole purpose of making them feel like the planet's a happy place. Will they realize the entire galactic region is a performance put on solely to trick them into thinking the place is actually content? or accept the clear serenity and peacefulness of the beings around them. Find out right after this commercial break. Well, guys, that was the uh, the first full-length episode. We'll do one of these for something uh when, or we'll do something fun whenever we have a third episode in a month. But I yeah. uh, hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's fun. It's like I, I kind of want to do more of these kind of weirdly. Um, not weird because we do these things uh, pretty regularly. Yeah, it's but just, like a full length. Yeah, yeah. Like stringing them into a full uh, like episode. Like there's a like some arc to it. That's fun. Yeah, having instead of just one uh, little section of a narrative designed yeah, for the we'll purposes of our episode. Maybe it's not just, uh, maybe we'll do something with Zorzan and Oglub too, who knows? Yeah, I mean, especially if we ever have enough listeners to get a Patreon going, I wouldn't mind pounding out one of these maybe once a month. Yeah, if y'all want to pay me $5 a month, I'll make some of these then. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not going to be able to charge $5 a month, come on. No, no, well, we're, I mean, right now we don't even have the numbers to worry about booting up oh, Patreon. Gosh, no. But uh, we are on social media now, apparently. Yes, we are at Unsociablist, Unsociablist Pod on Twitter. If you uh, just look up the handle, it's at Unsociablist. If it's the name, it's Unsociablist Pod. We'll be to uh, mostly just posting the episodes. I do very much hate Twitter. I hate being on there. It's been actually kind of like, I don't know, when, during the pandemic at the beginning of it, I was still on Twitter and I went into a very deep, dark hole. And I feel like getting rid of Twitter has brought me at least slightly back up that hole. Oh, I mean, Twitter is a uh, Twitter is a toxic hive of absolute scum, and Reddit isn't much scum better. And, and I I don't know why I forced myself to look at it, but I uh, don't participate in it. So maybe that's something at least. That's something. That's that's <laughs> something. As long as you don't actively look. I mean, I, other people post shit in uh, the dumb and, or not dumb and awful, the Mark's Madness or the Beep Beep Lettuce Discord, and I'll just like that's how I'll see things through Twitter. Is somebody else will curate it, and if I want to get angry, they'll have something in there for me to get angry at. Or if I want to giggle at a meme, they'll also have that. But I don't have to like do the doom scroll on my own. Yeah, with Reddit, I'm able to subscribe to specifically the subs that I think will accommodate my looking. But unfortunately, lately, they've been doing a lot more, hey, you might also like this sub. Did you know that Ooh. this sub, our politics exist? It's left just like you. You're totally like you. leftist. Yeah. yeah. They love Biden. That's for the left. That's the <laughs>
So, yeah, quick uh, news updates. First off, I guess we should talk Cuba. Yeah, so uh, Cuba, obviously, um, in the last couple of weeks, has been racked by... um, Racked by... Has had a lot of protests going on. Um, Mostly in Havana, mostly in the spaces, uh, in in non-Euroral places, because largely that's where a lot of these kinds of actions generally happen all over the world. Um, But the main locus, the main... uh, question on the minds of many of these protesters is kind of the response to COVID and the response to essentially a lot of economic pressure that they've been under and that has been exacerbated over the last year, largely because of massive uh, sanctions that were, you know, have always been imposed throughout the embargo throughout the 60 years of uh, forced starvation. (laughs) Sorry, go on. It has nothing to do with the embargo. It's right, because yeah. they're communists, and it's literally hundreds of millions of people on the Cuban streets yes, talking about how much they hate communism. Of a country that maybe makes like 20 million <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's like a thousand. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the, the thousand or so people who are um, calling for government action and who are, uh, let's say, being boosted by certain, certain parts of the American uh, influencer and political economy – they are dwarfed by pro Kennel Diaz and pro Communist Party counter protests. And now these protests are in support of what is essentially and has always been since its foundation a nation that has been forced to live outside of a global economy and one that it's really fucking hard. You know, I complain a lot about kind of the. The modern industrialist economy is something that uh, largely is very bad for the planet, especially if we're talking about, say, the massive exploitation of people in third world nations and people in the global south for their labor and then exporting the products of that labor as well as the products of their own home countries towards the global north and the imperial core. But it is really fucking hard to live in an economy these days without having those kinds of outlets for both domestic products that you could sell or um, basically doing the normal kind of statecraft that is kind of required, statecraft and tradecraft that is required in the modern age. Uh, that's been blocked for from the Cuban people and from the Cuban government for over 60 years now. Kyle, what you need to understand is it's only America that's embargoing them, and they certainly aren't threatening all the other nations that might trade with them to not trade with them. Because America would never do that. We're just we're a free we're the freedom country, and we have graphs to prove it. And you can see Cuba's graphs as soon as they became communist. <laughs> their freedom went way down on the graph, which is the freedom went down. You see that? Yeah. These very much tangible and uh, measurable uh, <laughs> metrics. These things that are very obviously correct when we say them on a fucking panel on CNN. No, I think we all know that's fucking yeah, ridiculous. Well, I mean, just in addition to that, the general propaganda of Castro as a mass murdering villain who uh, would, will, who would destroy the entire global economy if he had his way. That's, I mean, that's so heavily spread that when I was a kid, I still grew up thinking that. And now Castro is still there being actually more liked by his people than hated on average. But if you listen to any American news, he's the devil. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fidel passed away. Uh, his brother took over, um, I think, in 2003. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the exact year. But his brother Raul took over 
um, after Fidel uh, stepped down. I, maybe it was earlier. Maybe it was 94. Um, in any case, the uh, Cuban government has gone through a number of waves of, well, the Cuban people and the entire island has gone through a number of waves of pretty seismic shifts in their economy as well as in their uh, kind of relationship with the world since the fall of the Soviet Union. So like when during the embargo, we obviously have um, or the Cuba has an, uh, an obvious trademark, uh, an obvious trade partner, somebody who, uh, you know, they they say that it's like, oh, the Soviet Union propped up Cuba, um, which obviously is false because Cuba is still fucking standing. Uh, 27 years, 20 after the Soviet Union, yeah, Yeah. uh, over after the fall of the Soviet Union. Um, and uh, during the fall, there was a really horrible uh period of uh poverty because, yes, your their major trade partner, the people who they were doing a lot of the it's a very complicated system and one that. Um, they made some missteps in trying to rectify because they they created what is uh, what became a dual uh, currency system there. I, I only know most of this because I went down to Cuba in 2014 and it was a, it was an interesting and eye opening experience, but I'm by no means an expert. But it is it's it's one of those things where over the last like 30 years or so they've gone through, you could say, at least two, probably three major economic um, turmoil periods. Uh, and I think, that being uh, the big one. I think it's fair to say that if it weren't for the fact that America is actively trying to keep them as third world as possible to say, mm-hmm. look, communism doesn't work, that they would be thriving a lot more. But trading partners all over the world are actively denied them because we have to keep right. up the illusion that communism is a failed system Absolutely. and Cuba is a failed state, which is a quote from our fine president Biden. Yes. Meanwhile, there's a little girl selling lemonade. To try to pay for her dad's cancer treatment. That was yeah. a, I saw that as a side by side news story thing, and I thought it was very funny. The idea that Cuba's firstly Cuba is obviously not a failed state. It, on the ground, it is more democratic. It doesn't have a bicameral system. It doesn't have the same trappings of bourgeois democracy as we have in America, which I would argue is absolutely undemocratic. But uh, we all know that. We all know that it's a fucking lie when they when they say that shit. We have the freedom to die in our own way. Yes, we get However to choose, we want to choose how to we die. die. You can die of a bullet to the head. You can die of starvation. Mm-hmm. You can die of a disease. It's your pick. Yeah, it's your pick. I mean, unless, you know, obviously your job puts you in that danger in the first place. But yeah, well. whatever. You know, the, the idea to um, – so the, there is this, this idea uh, that it's not about the embargo, that the embargo doesn't have a, an, a, an effect on these current protests, which you could say are sparked probably by vaccine distribution. And now the issue is not that Cuba does not have a vaccine because they, because of their being blocked away, blockaded from trading with any other uh, nation, they had to devise through their own means uh, their own vaccine, which has been described as a homemade, like basically backyard brew vaccine by The Economist and by uh, Bloomberg and the people you would assume to have very good opinions on Cuba. Oh, yeah. Well, one thing I thought was funny is uh, in a lot of these vaccines that are being made in other countries that aren't America, like I saw one about uh, China. It's like, look, at, did you know that in China, one of the ingredients in the vaccine is like, I think it was chicken piss or something. And then it turns out, yeah, no, chicken piss is used in like loads and loads of medicines because it's a great bonding agent and that we use it in America, too. 
<laughs> right. But they yeah, just, they, 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 they highlight the weird sounding Jeez. stuff. Jeez. I, I think that this is an interesting piece because, because we are winding down in Afghanistan. Um, I, I mean, we're going to live there uh, basically is just flying drones to kill people when they're out and on fucking But it picnic. won't be boots on the ground, and that yeah. means the American soldiers are safe. We can kill as many Afghani children and women and, ci- mm-hmm. and innocent citizens as we want as long as the American soldiers are coming home safe. Exactly. And, you know, we've never spoken about the m- massive casualties, at least not – critically in the 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 premier media in the in the mainstream press they never talk about anything but american casualties and any other casualties or maybe allies occasionally but rarely and and i think that it's it's interesting to see that this drawdown in uh afghanistan and maybe somewhere you know we're we're pulling out of a 20 yearish probably longerish war conflict if you want to call it that um that doesn't mean we're gone, obviously, but it does mean that we can move our, our attention elsewhere, and that attention is being turned uh, very much towards Cuba uh, because our blockade system has obviously not worked, so maybe we can do a bit more of a, a less of a light touch, maybe more of a heavy touch, maybe one that uh, isn't, just, um, isn't just the blockade and isn't just really horrific sanctions that are blocking them from getting syringes to uh, put their vaccine in to get it out to people. You know, you can have however many doses of the vaccine, but if you don't have any syringes to administer it with, it's pretty useless. We're all too happy if this uh, communist society of theirs keeps not completely failing. We'll just have to go put boots on the ground there to make sure that we uh, get our way and put our guy in in place of uh, the new Castro. We tried it once. We've tried. Um, we've tried to kill Castro a few times. Yeah, we've tried both, to kill, we've tried to kill a different couple Castros. Guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Raul is out of power. I mean, well, that's technically true. He's he's basically he's in a very democratic process, unlike what we have, where uh, Barack Obama just kind of like stepped in and been like, "No, everybody else drop out. Uh, give it to Biden." Um, I would call that a hand-picked successor, and not so much Ken L. Diaz who uh, was a party member for a very long time and served him his way through the ranks, who was democratically elected and selected by the party members after, of course, serving and being elected by regular-ass people. He's uh, supposedly well, the hand-picked successor of Raul Castro, who is... Oh, yeah, he's a violent dictator, obviously, and uh, he's basically Castro's puppet. If you, if anyone asks otherwise or says otherwise, they're clearly lying to you. Right. If you're uh, black, yellow, red, brown, doesn't matter. Uh, if you're, uh, you're probably uh, an evil dictator that needs to be overthrown by the white race, unless you have uh, agreed with us and decided to b- model your dictatorships off of ours. Yeah, you can have as much authoritarianism as you want if it's capitalist authoritarianism. Absolutely. Uh, but as soon kinda... as you start telling people what to do in the name of you know keeping the world uh, safe and well-fed and generally con- easy place to live, that's that's evil we can't condone. Right. No collective. Uh, no collective governing, please. But yeah, other than Cuba, what else has been going on? Well, I mean, like because of that same uh, phenomenon that we're leaving Afghanistan, we're starting to pay attention more to Iran. We're also going to look at um, Iran basically as as talks about the rejoining the nuclear deal that Barack Obama that basically, you know, one that Iran followed for as long as they fucking could, but had been unilaterally dumped by the Trump administration and then 
Biden had kept all of Trump's sanctions and kept all of the horrible deal making that Trump had made on that. Biden also in his administration, Tony Blinken, the fucking war hawk piece of shit that he is. Uh, they've basically been like, no, you have to get back into not enriching uranium anymore before we fill up our end of the bargain, which we haven't been following for five years. Yeah, I mean, of course, now uh, it's hilarious that now uh, over Iran, uh, with all this new stuff going on, suddenly W cares about uh, our old, old good old pal W has been appearing all over TV as a rehabilitated good Democrat, good Republican, oh, and man. he's been Did talking about, that? well, what about we got we got to make sure there's women's rights over in Iran. I care about women's rights now. He cares about women's rights, like uh, all the women that he and his entire political project uh, blocked from getting abortions by. Uh, taking over a lot of state houses and ensuring that, say, Missouri only had one abortion clinic and in one side of the state, closer to the blue state next door, honestly. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, now that he has uh, deported millions of people himself in his own right, less so, fewer people than Barack and Biden deported in there. Well, in Barack's term, he was in. Bush wasn't quite the deporter in chief, but he did deport a lot of people and he did oversee one of the greatest uh, expansions of the Customs and Border Patrol uh, agency, as well as ICE uh, and the creation of ICE, I should say. The creation of Homeland Security and ICE were both under Bush's prerogative. Uh, so he's done that and he's also created a beautiful little picture book that is dedicated to yeah, to immigrants. He has uh, truly... Uh, changed his image completely from massive war criminal and abuser of every minority to all-around stand-up guy. Just the stand-up dude who owns a ranch whose dad killed JFK, so. <laughs> yeah. We, uh... Yeah, definitely. Uh, right now, America locally, there's not a lot of news going on because that's exactly how they wanted under the Biden administration. But globally, we are, have our fingers. Well, there's plenty of news going on. We just aren't fucking talking about it in the mainstream. I mean, talk about that fucking Topeka strike for the Frito-Lay workers. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we don't need to worry about people getting run over by cops. That's that's that, when it happens here. It's not a it's not a big deal. But when it happens, when a cop tear grass at someone in another country, it's authoritarian oppression because communism. Right, right, right. You know, I, I'm looking forward to when uh, eventually some fucking fascistas show up again in Bolivia and they start protesting the government like uh, fucking people are getting murdered in Colombia, fucking pro-American uh, state. Uh, but obviously nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody gives yeah, a no, shit about... Yeah, it's all about, about the, uh, these communists took away my parents' slaves and land and now they're evil. Look what they did mm -hmm. to my family. Yeah, have you seen all those weird things where it's like, this is what Cuba used to look like, and it's pictures of fucking, like, white people at a pool at the Hotel Nacional? I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, uh, yeah, all of those guys, they were, uh, they were there because their dads were in the mafia. It's, happiness is described as when the rich can oppress and make it the world look like their rich person vision on a social media level, while completely ignoring the fact that the rest of the country is, uh, in more tatters than is even remotely uh redeemable by any stretch of the imagination yeah i i'm sure that by the time because right now we're recording a little early because we have the time not early in the day but early before we it, normally yeah, would. a couple uh, a week and some change are before the episode launches but you know it's nice to get ahead of these things right right by the time that this comes out maybe iran has been bombed some more maybe uh Colombia has had a full-on uh, genocide committed against the indigenous and working people of their country, 
who were fighting against the cartel lords who were essentially created by the Americans um, and who the Americans gave kill quotas to during the uh, Civil War against FARC and whose kill quotas were filled with the ranks of civilians who had been captured and uh, essentially dud up in fatigue so that the uh, Colombian murder squads could meet their monthly quotas and get their bonuses, which were set by the United States. And of course, uh, with how with how ADHD our country's news cycle is, especially when it comes to foreign affairs, uh, there's a good chance by the time this episode launches, what we're talking about won't even be relevant news anymore. No one will be talking about Iran or Cuba. We'll be talking about some other thing that America's doing that's evil that we'll forget about a week later. Almost certainly, yeah. I mean, even we are the... I mean, you and I are even subject to that. The oh, absolutely. But we, I mean, like, we're, like, for example, when's the last time we brought up Palestine? And that's, that shit hasn't stopped. Yeah, no, it's still going on. Uh, the Sheikh, Sheikh Jarrah is still being uh, colonized, uh, and not to mention a number of other areas in uh, East Jerusalem as well as in the West Bank. Obviously, that's always ongoing. In Gaza, there is always a siege. It's always apartheid there. Not not just when it pops across your Twitter feed. Um, although there was a thing that popped across the Twitter feed of somebody who sent it to me is that um, they found basically burial sites in Palestine. They're, they're from about 2200 BC that are being bulldozed right now so that they can have a settlers only highway cutting through the West Bank. So that's cool. All the white assholes were like shitting their bed whenever the uh, old statues in Iraq and in eastern Syria were being destroyed by ISIS, which, yeah, that sucks. I mean, as a person who's, I, I love history, and I especially love ancient history. I think it's beautiful to know all of these, the, the, the length that humanity, as short of a cosmic scale, has been here. Uh, to me, as, uh, as a moat in the eye of the god of time, like, to know that humanity is even, that there have been people who I could relate with for probably 15,000 to 200,000 years, I mean, probably not many things that we could you know share 200,000 years ago but like 15,000 years ago or just 4,000 years ago like these guys definitely to know that that's being destroyed is incredibly upsetting I mean but to know also that it's only upsetting to certain people when it is not Zionist doing it is also fucking stupid if it was if it was beneficial to the Christian capitalist narrative to do so we could find the Garden of Eden tomorrow and we might bulldoze it to make a McDonald's if it was profitable. <laughs> you're, you're probably right, yeah. But yeah, I think, like, like to your point, this is um, the kind of manic nature of the American news cycle, the completely unhinged from reality uh, existence that we all kind of share, uh, this way that we all live in, in kind of... We don't live in the moments, per se. We live in we live less connected than we ever have been similar to how we were talking about it at in our last episode about uh inside the review it's uh all about yeah jumping from as much content as possible to make sure no one's ever actually able to uh, keep an eye on a gr the grander picture of the world's uh nefarious nature right it's impossible to engage with things when you're trapped to 240 characters and a headline and my my libidinal uh, rage button is being hit right now and that's why I came onto this stupid bluebird app but in five hours I'm just gonna fucking forget about it because 
that I'm going to go to my other stupid libidinal app and I'm going to get my, you know, candy crush on. I'm going to forget everything. And I'm not shitting on people to do like phone games or anything. I'm just saying that when we consume this much and when we consume so, uh, when we are so alienated from the things that we are producing outside of that, whether it's the realities we live in, whether it's the politics that define our world or whether it's just fucking actually making the things that we are that we are consuming yeah it's just it it dissolves our ability to really understand things in a in a broader context the capitalist machine wants us to engage in a way where they make us think it's easier to cancel hundreds of millions of individual bigots one by one than to actually try to change the system yeah exactly it's way easier to take on one well i mean it's way easier for us to imagine a single enemy in Harvey Weinstein or in uh, Bill Cosby or in Donald Trump or whoever, and to focus all of our our internal hatreds for what a, is essentially a system that has created so many of those people towards just one monolith, one example, one symbol, instead of, say... Uh, the the system that creates those symbols that uses it it's it's a similar similar thing to kind of i'm learning i'm reading mao's five essays on philosophy right now in book club which is and i have to say i do love uh, a lot of it but it is dry and i am not good at reading philosophy i just like i can read history like i can deal with the shitty genocide i i have to set the books down sometimes but i can read how events have happened uh i'm not very good at philosophy and philosophical uh writings it's just it's a different it's, different it's a different kind me. of dry it's yes. a dry it's almost it's almost like math but with uh but with ideas science, but with like ideas yeah. yeah i can't do that it's uh <laughs> it's something crazy well i'm um, trying to do that i should say it, i mean i can understand not being able to get behind that but yeah at the end of the day uh that is they don't mean the people who control our everyday lives, the people who try to oppress us every day, they don't want us to be aware of this stuff because those ideas are dangerous to their the way they want their big picture world to keep working. And yeah, like I said, it's just easy. They, they want us to just be able to keep ourselves distracted by one thing at a time. Sadly, it's working because uh, I'm sure he's landed safely by the time this episode airs. But right now, I'm still thinking, God, it would be nice if Bezos got trapped out in space oh, and man. his head popped. God, it would be so nice if they had, like, footage of him getting sucked out the airlock and then you see his eyes start to boil. Ugh. I'm sorry. That's a little graphic, but I really want it to happen. <laughs> Redacted. Redacted. You know. I, mean. I, I mean, what am I supposed to fucking do? I'm, like, the least powerful person in the fucking world compared to this <laughs> asshole. All I can do is hope that his head fucking pops out in fucking vacuum. That would be really nice or maybe and i'm sorry to the other three people that are up there but y'all uh, any any of those to take one guy to take one specific guy is really not all that important but then it's this guy and i'm like you know what somebody maybe uh redacted should have maybe gone and redact and gone to maybe the landing site and done something interesting redacted in minecraft yeah, and then of course he has the gall to thank his Amazon workers for making this for possible. This. I'm gonna shoot myself, God Almighty! Yeah, thank you for pissing in bottles for me so that I can go fly around in my, my giant penis. Yeah, it's straight up. It's why does it have such little balls? 
It's yeah, such little aircrafts balls. Aircrafts always like, aircrafts always do seem to have very tiny balls relative to the shaft. I mean, they got to make the shaft look impressive. They got to make the shaft look impressive, obviously. But then you think back to the old Saturn rockets and those things. They seemed like they had balls. Yeah, they could. They were a little stubby, but they didn't need they didn't need the presentation of it all. No, <laughs> no, and those were made by Nazis, openly, unava- unabashedly Nazi guys. Yeah. No. Um, now we just have like wieners. It, the space, the space race has always been wasteful, quite honestly, because it's the whole point of it is looking at outer space when we haven't fixed problems here. I love, I, and this is to say, I fucking love space. It seems so fucking cool. In the same way that I'm absolutely enthralled by ancient history of humanity, I'm absolutely. Uh, it's unfathomable it, the depths of time and space that exist around us and it's being ruined for the whole of humanity so one jackass can keep having like eight houses and own the world and make sure everybody is sad and lonely and gets cheap plastic shit delivered to their door in six hours and the fact that he's stolen something so beautiful from humanity once again on the backs of humanity it's the it's the biggest tragedy uh, of this of this stupid new age space race yeah well unfortunately there's not much we can do about it except again cross our fingers for redacted to happen but yeah. sadly like i said by the time this air by the time you're listening to this i'm sure he's where's the blue origin landing i might have to take a trip <laughs> no, by the time by the time you're listening to this i'm sure all the billionaires who went to space have already landed back safe and sound because they have enough money to pay people to make sure that happens but uh yeah we can hope we can dream last traders anyway uh i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh, this two week, whatever. We'll have a regular episode coming at you next time that you hear from us uh, in on the fourteenth of August, if that's correct. I think you're right. Yeah. And in the meantime, we uh, appreciate you guys listening. Love and solidarity, y'all. Love and solidarity. Okay, let's see my to do list. That's underway, just like the other question is illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't we, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. Yeah. The, the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Go to work.